Welcome back to House of Green Gables. I'm your co-host, Alicia. And I'm your other co-host, Nicole. And this is Gals of Green Gables, an Anne of Green Gables podcast. This week, we are doing our wrap-up episode for book one, talking about our thoughts and feelings after reading and finishing the first book. Ooh, I'm very excited for this episode, actually. I think it's going to be fun. So am I. We have lots of questions and discussion topics that we're going to go over. Yes. Yes, we um, put together a little document with some questions um, that we thought would be fun to discuss. Alicia last night accused me of my questions were as though you'd get them in a grade six English class, which is true, but I stand by them. I like (laughs) them. They're not bad questions. I just looked at them because like my, I didn't even fully write them out. I just put like rated a five stars, favorite character, favorite part. And Nicole's just like, what did you expect before picking up this book? How were your expectations met or missed? And I was like, oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am. There, there is, um, I'm not going to be able to give credit to where I got any of the questions because I was on the internet looking up good book club questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are, I, I did not write my own questions here, but I, I thought it would be other people, other people have written such good questions that we can discuss. So how are you, Alicia, before we get into it? I'm good. It's good. Nothing much going on. Just living life. Yeah. Just just getting through. Um, so how long until practicum is done? I think I have three weeks and three days left. Wow. I think. Yeah, if I've done two weeks, that makes sense. Wow. I've been trying to start our poetry unit with them, but I wanted to start with spring poetry, like going outside and doing a a spring like walk Mm -hmm. and then us writing about the spring weather and what spring looks like. But it keeps snowing here. (laughs) So we haven't been able to get to that. (laughs) I was doing a spring art with them and I was like, what are things we see in springtime? We were talking about like how flowers grow and like new animals are born and stuff like that. And I was like, what's spring weather? And when he looks outside and he's like, snow. <laughs> and I was like, it is currently snowing. You're right. However. Not usually, technically. Yeah. yeah not That's not stereotypical spring weather. No, we, we've had a pretty rough spring here, too. I woke up and I opened my window this morning and there is snow on the ground. And there was not snow on the ground yesterday. So we're done the first book. We're done the first book. Yes. Very good. Rating out of five stars. What did you think of the first Anne book? So my rating out of five stars. See, I feel like... This is going to sound like I'm biased because we have, like, this isn't just a book club book we've picked up. Like, me and Alicia decided to, out of all the other options, to do a podcast with 10 hour-long episodes about this book. So, like, going in, I think we knew we were going to like it. But I legitimately am going to give it five stars. It was, like... I've, I've always loved the story um, and I've always known I've, I've liked the books and I mean, I haven't seen much in the way of adaptations, but I, I've liked the adaptations I've seen, but coming back and re, I guess, rereading the book, it was like much better than I remember it. It was really, really good. So I'm giving it a five out of five stars, even though um, people might accuse me of being too soft on the reviewer. But I feel like people won't because the people that are listening to our podcast are also big fans of these books. I also gave it five stars. As soon as I finished it, I went on my book tracking app of choice (laughs) and gave it five stars. I really liked it. I honestly, it's not that I wasn't expecting to like it. I just, when I read it when I was, like, 13, I don't remember liking it as much as I did reading it right now. 
which we'll get into more about our expectations going into it. Yeah. Um, but I was really surprised about for some a book that's so old, how well it stands out stands up now. Yeah. It was pretty relatable. It was <laughs> so, pretty relatable. Not everything, obviously. I, I think it a test of a really good old book is how funny it still is. Yes. It was a really funny book. Like that it is. stayed funny. The references stayed funny. Um and I I feel like I was expecting a little bit for um it to be because like in my mind Anne of Green Gables is a or at least the first one I don't know anything about the subsequent ones but is a kid's book or like a mm-hmm. young young like nine to twelve sort of um level but I never once while I was reading it was thinking I was reading a kid's book at all that it was like under my like not not for my target audience if you know what I mean like it's Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot a lot of kids books um kind of do this well but this one really does it well like I I I feel like it's not just or I I don't like it's so well written it isn't I don't want to say it's not because there's lots of good children's literature out there um but you forget it's children's literature I don't even know if it was written to be children's literature like I don't know what LM Montgomery would say if she was here like what what target audience she wrote it for or if she was just kind of writing it for herself um but it is like it's a real I think of it as children's literature and it it's like good for good for kids but it's I feel like it's good for everybody I feel like everybody- yeah that's what I was thinking too yeah like as 21st century 20 somethings we were not the intended audience but I really liked it so next Nicole and I are going to talk about our favorite parts of Anne of Green Gables but before we do that we heard from some of you about your favorite parts thank you thank you yes thank you to everyone who responded we got five responses which was great so Christy said the drive to Green Gables with Anne and Matthew obviously was her favorite part. That was one of the parts I thought about as my favorite part. It's not the mm-hmm. one I ultimately picked. No, same with me. But it was one of the ones I thought about. Um, that was really good. Uh, so the next one um, is a response from Abigail. And it said um, she loves Anne and Gil's rivalry especially when she made it obvious that she was reading through his recital. And (laughs) I would say that was one when I was thinking about my favorite parts, despite the fact I had just read the book, I forgot about. Um, But then I read that response and I was like, oh yeah, that was a really good part. That is definitely my favorite or one of my favorite memes Peyton has ever made. It was a really good one. It was really good. I think my absolute favorite meme is the one about Matthew buying all of the um, all of the brown sugar at the store. But I think my second one is Anne um, reading through Gilbert's concert. So that that's one of the parts of the book that was very funny to me. <laughs> so next, Addie of Avonlea says Gilbert's skiff rescue. <laughs> Which was one I considered. I love that. I thought, yeah, I thought about that that one too. Um, it's not but, just like the just the situation that's happened and that he happens to come along to help her. It's how angry she is <laughs> that he's there. I feel like that's a scene. Again, it was one of the ones I thought about, but it's not the one I ultimately picked that I'm excited to see in screen adaptations. Like, I think that's the scene I'm most excited to see. Probably the slate as well, but I feel like 
the potential for that in like movie and TV as being an incredibly good scene is unmatched. <laughs> like, so we'll we'll see how they do in whatever adaptation we um, watch next. But um, so the Lely bookshelf said the puffed sleeves, which I have to say I can't. I kind of agree. Am I allowed to give it away this early on? That's the Christmas that Anne gets the puff sleeves is what I picked as my favorite part of the book. Mm -hmm. That's Uh, a good part. Yeah. So our last listener response is from Joe from How Novel Joe on Instagram. And she said, Diana and Anne becoming bosom friends. Yes, that's her favorite. Very good. Which I think Anne and Diana is maybe my second favorite relationship in these books. Yeah. Oh, I just, I just love that. Like, not just the puff sleeves, but her getting the slippers from Aunt Josephine, and then I think they go recite because they had a Christmas concert, right? That's what happened. Mm-hmm. After. They go recite at the Christmas concert. Like it's just, I wanted to pick a or the point in the book that I like the most is when Anne is very comfortable at Green Gables. Like she's starting to get it, but before she really grows up, and I feel like that's the part of the book that did that for me. It was that Christmas with the concert and just everybody being around it was just good times at green gables and that's what i'm here for i'm here for good times at green gables gt a g g <laughs> yes uh, that took me a really long time to figure out so alicia what was your favorite part <laughs> so what i wrote down uh, exactly is Matthew being a material girl. <laughs> so it is your part too. <laughs> Though I focused on um, how funny Matthew trying to buy this dress was. Also, how sweet. Oh my God. He does a lot of sweet things for Anne, but him deciding that she needs this new dress. And him putting so much, like, thought and effort into it is so incredibly sweet. (laughs) And he tries so hard. uh, And he succeeds Mm -hmm. with the help of Rachel. And he he clearly gets over this fear because he then becomes the household's dress buyer. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Which I also love how much it ticks off Marilla. Like, she doesn't yeah. seem a lot, mm-hmm. but you know she's ticked off. Yeah, just everything about it I really enjoyed. Yeah. So, I have a lot of favorite parts, and maybe I can't even pick one, but that is one that I really liked. No, I really, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. The whole, um, that was definitely the part of the book that made me laugh the most. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I, I was dying when I when I read that. I was like, "What is happening?" He has bought twenty pounds of brown. It's the twenty pounds of brown sugar that gets me because, like, he had to. He just made it. I know we discussed all of this. He just made everything worse on himself through being shy, which I relate to. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks he's like, okay, I'm gonna do something normal. I'm gonna buy something but then he buys the wrong things and then he has to suffer the embarrassment again of coming home (laughs) and marilla being like what in the world because he still didn't tell her what he was trying to do (laughs) he's just like i went out i got this stuff you're welcome yes no that that is an excellent part of the book are we do we want to do favorite character next? That's what I was going to say. I was just going to ask it. Make it a little unfunny. So, Nicole, who was your favorite character? Um, I mean, 
again, this feels like a cop-out answer, but I was, I, uh, I was trying to think about it, but I mean, it's Anne. Yeah. Favorite character. She's the whole, she, Anne of Green Gables would not work without Anne. Like all of the supporting characters are great as well, but um, like the point of it is Anne. And so I would say she's my favorite. Yeah. And you get to see her grow up because uh, she starts, the book starts when she's like 11. Yeah. And by the end she is 16, which is not grown up, but at that time. Yeah, she used to be much more so, or maybe she was fifteen. I actually can't remember. Um, but you get attached to her. Yeah, I'd say if I had to pick somebody who wasn't Anne, it would be Diana. But okay, yeah, I think my runner-up might be Matthew. I really, really like oh, Matthew. I yeah, I agree. Sorry, you you have the right answer there I know we were talking about oh are you gonna get graded on this we're not but I think Matthew is the objectively correct answer in my mind that's yeah while we're talking about Matthew (laughs) uh Nicole do you have a character that you relate to the most um probably I don't know. Uh, this one took some thinking on my part. I don't know. I, I like all of the characters. I think I relate to parts of a lot of them. Um, but I'm thinking probably like not Diana or Anne, but one of the like either Jane Andrews or Ruby Gillis. And I'm thinking Ruby Gillis. I don't know. I just, I don't think I'm, uh, I'm the main character and I'm a main character in any of these books. Okay. But do you have any like personality traits you're going to use to back this up? (laughs) I don't know. I see. I I relate. Like we talked a lot about Ruby Gillis. I relate about having everything about school being incredibly stressful with Ruby Gillis. Like Ruby Gillis had, has a hard hard time in school um do you 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 go and maybe i'll change my (laughs) no i was just saying i don't think ruby gillis cares about school in the same way you do i was fully expecting you to say Anne. i i thought Anne, but i i don't know i feel like it's a bit of a to be like okay uh, well i can do it if i had to pick a character i think nicole's the most like i would say Anne. (laughs) i feel like it's a bit like presumptive to come on here and be like yeah I relate the most to Anne of Green Gables in the like I mean to be fair I feel like a lot of that's probably the reason the books are pop just keep going (laughs) that's probably the reason the books are popular is because a lot of people relate to Anne Mm -hmm. but I um yeah okay I'll, I'll I'll take your answer on that what about you Alicia um (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I think I just malfunctioned. <laughs> I don't know how long I actually paused. Mind it feels like infinity. <laughs> like you, I'd say it's a combination of characters. I've written down here though that I really related to like Matthew's shyness. Oh, that's and um awkward stuff. Like part of the reason it was so funny was because it was so relatable. Yeah. And, I mean, we have a podcast, so I don't know if people would expect that we are not the most outgoing, but, I mean, not to speak for you. Oh, no, I'm, I'm terrible. But... I'm terrible. At... See, I, I like to talk to people, but I'm bad at it. Like, it's a skill I'm bad at. Whereas, I'd say I'm like Matthew. I don't particularly like to talk to people unless they're people I really know and like. But also, I don't know, I find Diana pretty relatable. Like, I don't know how to say this in not a sad way. <laughs> um, Like, being able to enjoy all the books and, like, Anne's stories and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But maybe not. <laughs> Having the dramatics... In quite yeah. the same way. 
One thing I kind of wish that we learned a little more about Diana, like just as Diana in these books, because I feel like there is stuff there. But I actually, and we'll we'll talk, we've got a um, question later on that we'll talk about, about having like a cat, like a song with the characters. And we'll talk about that question later. But I found Diana really challenging because I feel like we know a lot about Diana and Anne's friendship, which is like a really important and central part of the part of the book. I don't know if we know a ton about Diana as Diana, and I'm kind of hoping that that gets addressed in the later books a little bit, because I also feel like Di- Diana has... In, in terms of like attention in the book, one of the problems is that like, so Anne, obviously main character of the book, but also is a huge personality. And Diana is less sort of extroverted out there as far as I can tell. And she also has the very strict mother, which I think makes it a little harder um, to figure out what Diane, like whether, Diana's actual personality is quieter and more reserved, which I think some of it is, but I also think some of it is she's afraid of her mother. Um, So I'm curious whether or not in the later books when Diana's a little bit more grown up, we hear a bit more from her. Yeah. And now that I've had like a second to think about it, I feel like what I related to about Diana is that she's kind of just there for a good time. Like, she gets into a lot of shenanigans and witnesses a lot witnesses a lot of shenanigans. Yeah. Um, but she is not the one who's, like, initiating yes. any of that. But she's down to do all of it, even if sometimes it's a little reluctant. And I feel like that was me as a child. Yeah. I did get into trouble, but often it wasn't because... I was coming up with those ideas but it was because I was a willing participant to go along with my friends maybe not great ideas <laughs> no that's fair okay so I had a hard time picking favorite quote because there's so many nice descriptions and nice like sentiments Anne has but in the end I decided to go with tomorrow was a day with no mistakes in it yet because I feel like that is the one that I think about the most in my life (laughs) at the end of a hard day. Yeah. And also I feel like it's the one I could quote the most as someone who works with children. Because after a rough day, really all you can say is, tomorrow's a new day. It'll be better, hopefully. Um, So I have two. Okay. Uh Yes, the the first one is the one that immediately came to mind, but I um, also picked another one because I don't, I, the first one, there's a reason it's famous, which is I'm, it's the one, um, I'm happy I get to live in a world where there are Octobers or something along those lines, the very famous one. I think that's a really, really nice quote, but I also don't think it's a, um, like like that's the quote everybody thinks of. So in the last paragraph of the book or I guess it's the second last paragraph because the last paragraph is just one sentence um but it says and it's talking about Anne coming home from Queens and it says but if the path set before her feet was to be narrow she knew that flowers of quiet happiness would bloom along it um and then it goes on but I I don't know I really like that quote I really like that Anne and sort of has that perspective of like, um, even like, even if my life isn't what it, I I necessarily thought it would be, um, and like I don't I don't because Anne's very ambitious. I don't go very very far. That because I'm I'm here and I've got the flowers, like the the happy, like I'm just happy that it's a happy life not necessarily an ambitious one, which I think is a really nice sentiment. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and even, amb- maybe not not ambitious, but not ambitious in the way she thought it was going to be 
couple months ago. So I really, I really like that whole last paragraph. I think it's a great way to wrap up the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, predictions for book two is our next question. Okay, so I didn't do this just because I've read half of book two. And although I don't remember anything, I didn't want to be making predictions just in case. Okay, because so I know nothing about book two. I have no idea that anything that happens. Um, So my one prediction that we talked about is I've got a couple, but get to see more of Diana as like her own person. Um, I think the next book is going to be a lot of Anne and Gilbert. I think they're at the point, like we're at the point where that, like I think by the end, there's going to be some trials and tribulations in the next book with Anne and Gilbert. They're friends, but the whole... Um, I'm going I'm going to assume again I don't actually know any of this for sure I assume they end up together I will be heartbroken if they don't (laughs) um (laughs) but I think I think just based on the idea as we talked about that Gilbert is one of the original book boyfriends that they do because that it doesn't make I guess I guess Joe and Lori don't end up together but I feel like most of the boyfriends, the book boyfriends, end up with the people. But anyway, off topic. Trials and Tribulations with Anne and Gilbert's... Re- so they're friends now, but they're romantic relationship. But I feel like by the end of book two, that that whole thing is going to be settled. And they're going to be courting or maybe eventually looking to get married or something like that. Um, so that's one of them. Um, I don't know. I feel like just because I had read from that Lucy Mon Montgomery based the Redmond College off of Dalhousie University, I'm assuming that's eventually something that happens, but I don't know if it'll be in the next book. So those are my predictions. Sounds good. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> um, oh, and my other prediction, and I'm putting this out into the world, is that, okay, it was very sad when Matthew passed away. All of this. Marilla is going to be fine. Marilla is going to be <laughs> fine for the rest of time. And as far as I'm concerned, Marilla is still living in Green Gables at the age of 150 currently you can go visit her in PEI (laughs) did you want to read one of your questions (laughs) um oh have we done all of yours I think so okay um yeah I think we addressed the first one a little bit what did you expect before picking up the book um and how were the expectations met or missed but if you have any other thought like I I feel like we talked about that a little bit in the like I was expecting it to be like for very much for kids but it wasn't it was very good book yeah I wasn't expecting it to take place over such a long time frame like I knew it started with an 11 year old kid but I didn't know that she would be so old by the end yeah I thought it took place over, like, a year or two, the first book. Yeah. So that was a surprise. I also, like we said before, I wasn't expecting it to be so funny. Yeah. It's really stood the test of time with that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I forgot how bitter Anne was for how how long over the Gilbert Slate thing. I feel like I thought that that got resolved earlier on in the book. Um, I also didn't, and I think this is, again, as we've talked about, I think I read an abridged version. Marilla was a lot stricter than I remember her being. Um, Also, the whole Josie, or not Josie, sorry, um, Prissy Andrews and Mr. Phillips thing 
I think they cut out of the abridged version, which is fair. <laughs> so th this another question that sounds like it comes from a grade six English class, but I thought it was really interesting. So I'm standing by it. Um, so Anne is an exceptionally compassionate and consistently forgives those who have judged her unfairly, such as Mrs. Rachel Lynde and Mrs. Barry. Why does she hold a grudge for Gilbert Blythe? So I actually have an answer for this that might not be the same as yours. Um, but we talked about this when we had on, was it Peyton who was with us? Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think we talked about it with Peyton. Um, it's not just what Gilbert did. Yeah. I think she maybe even would have been able to move on from that quite quickly if it had just been that incident. It's everything that follows up after it, which is Mr. Phillips' fault. Yeah. It's how big of a punishment she gets for her reaction, which, I mean, she did do something wrong, but also what happened it would have been embarrassing and then how the things like the things that happen after that that she gets punished for even though they don't have anything to do with Gilbert they the punishment is associated with him like when she gets in trouble for being late that's when she's forced to sit beside him isn't it yes yeah so it's just all these things that seem to center around Gilbert, even when they're not all his fault. Yeah. That I feel like has just painted him in such a negative light. I don't think that's the right <laughs> phrase, but people know what I mean. Yeah. You know? No, I, I agree with you. I did. I had a slightly different answer than that, which is, um, but, but I do, I do agree with you on that. Um, so Anne can hold a grudge, as we know. Anne forgives um, Rachel and Mrs. Barry because they're, I don't want to say entirely because there are external factors. Like, I'm sure she does forgive them. But there she, she's got motivation to forgive them. Yeah. Because if she doesn't forgive Mrs. Barry her and Diana like she forget she forgives Mrs. Barry to a certain extent because she loves Diana and she forgives Mrs. Uh, Rachel Lynn to a certain extent because she loves Marilla and Matthew like she she is very loyal to the people she's she's loyal to um but she doesn't have that same I would say she would probably have it might have taken her a long time forgiven Gilbert if Marilla or Matthew had stepped in in that, mm -hmm. um, especially when she was younger, but they, well, I, I feel like they knew that she and Gilbert had a falling out of some, like she, they, they knew, I feel like they knew that Anne was holding a grudge against somebody just based on the, the amount of time she says there's a boy in school feel like they figured that out but like I don't feel like they felt it was their place to get involved in that or that was like something that they had to deal with so I feel like had Matthew been like I I don't know I think you should forgive him she would have done it earlier but yes mm -hmm. so that's, I that's... agree with that too I was also thinking about that yeah um you did a good job explaining that Thank you. I finished all my sentences, Alicia. So proud of you. <laughs> People can do hard things. <laughs> okay. Um, so my next question is, how did the setting of this book, location, time period, or both impact the story? And I was thinking about this just in terms of is, do you think Anne of Green Gables as a book does as well if it's not set in PEI. I'm curious. So, I have actually seen a version of the story where it wasn't set in PEI. I'm pretty sure I don't remember where it was set. Um, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast, but one of those YouTube 
adaptations, like vlog style adaptations that were so popular back in like 2014. I yeah. watched an Anna Green Gables one that was called Green Gables Fables. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they didn't set it in PEI. Yeah. But also it was set in like 2014. Oh, yes. So yeah. I almost feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you know way more about rural mirror times than I do. The story would have been almost the same if you'd said it in any rural uh, rural location at that time, is what I'm thinking. But also, I don't know, not from here. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't think it has to be set. I, I don't think it can be set in a city. No. But I don't think it has to be set in PEI. Um, one thing I will say, because, like, I'm sure there are books out there with incredible stories and incredible, um, like, that could be classic books, but because of the popularity that they had at the time or something like that, they, they're not, because they didn't just didn't reach that broad audience. I do have to say there is something about the way so I don't think Anne of Green Gables works written by somebody who's like I think a big sorry I'm I'm trying to think of how to formulate this I think a big part of the reason that Anne of Green Gables works the way it does is because it was written by L.M. Montgomery her writing style is good like it's it's which is probably you could say that about almost any book um and I think she you can tell in the book she's really influenced by the place she grew up and PEI in general and the descriptions are gorgeous and the writing is very poetic do I think if she <laughs> if she had grown up in some other gorgeous town that she probably could have done it set in I don't know like BC somewhere I think so but I do think that like I don't know if it needs to be set in PEI but I think it does need like there there needs to be it needs to be a bit of a love letter to the place that it's set wherever it is and i think that pei was is it was a place that was inspirational enough to ellen montgomery that that worked in that way does that kind of make sense it does yeah yeah it's just i found that interesting because and I'd be curious whether our listeners had because we we have do we still have 50% of our listeners are from the states it's like 51 wow which it which is crazy to us because like I think of Anne of Green Gables as something that like is popular and like quintessentially it's one of those things that's like quintessentially maritime but there's lots of things that are quintessentially maritime and not popular in the broader like even in broader Canada mm-hmm. um but Anne of Green Gables actually almost seems more popular outside of Canada than in Canada yeah well it has like a huge following in Japan right yeah um so but I just found that um interesting because like I I agree with you I don't think it had to be set in PEI but let me tell you has it done a lot like despite the fact I don't think it had to be set in that particular location it's done a lot for the popularity of that particular location and maybe that's something that you can say with lots of things um like one one of the things that I'm thinking of is the Game of Thrones woods in Northern Ireland. Like maybe it didn't have to be set there, but that is like a big, like it's all of a sudden become a big tourist thing. And like a lot of people that are fans of books want to go see PEI. 
So I just, I just found that to be kind of interesting um, how, and probably a lot of credit has to go to tourism, whoever runs the advertising at tourism PEI as well. Mm -hmm. But um, it's, it's just interesting how much that's entwined with PEI, despite the fact it's not necessarily um, like need to be set there. Anyway, that was less articulate, but we'll, we'll move on from that. Um, oh, which supporting character would make the most interesting main character spinoff? So I had two suggestions. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to hear who you said. So I said the first one I thought of was Mrs. Lind. Oh. Just because she's like such heart of Avonlea. At her house, probably. So I feel like there could be something about that. But then I don't I don't really have much of a reason why. I just feel like Miss Stacy. Something interesting could happen with that just because she's like so young and her career is just starting. And I, I really I liked her as a character. We didn't see a lot of her. No. But. Those are both really good answers. Mine was I wanna see um I want to see a young Matthew and Marilla. Oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. I thought, like, I, I I, don't know. Like, Hollywood, Hollywood, call me. Not that I know anything about <laughs> Hollywood, but I think that would, that would do real well. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, like, because there's definitely, and you get a hint of it, there's story there. Um, I also am just, like, I feel like, it would have to center around Marilla, the young, the like young Matthew and Marilla. And I feel like there's a good story there. There's her with the the fight with the older Blythe and all of that. I just need to know what my, young Matthew was like. Hmm. I don't know. I can't picture it, but I feel like there's lots of possibilities. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Because I've seen some other things oh. where they do play around with those ideas a little bit. So I think I'm just not going to say anything else. Okay. <laughs> no comment from Alicia. Yeah. Um, okay. So the last question we had. Um, so I put on the list, what songs would you add for playlist for this book? And we thought it was a good question, but we were like, I we need to narrow it a bit because uh, we're not neither of us are particularly good at making playlists uh, so we decided as we've talked about on the podcast we love Taylor Swift um, so we are going to assign some character and relationship songs um, for Anne of Green Gables like what songs we think remind us the most of the character or the relationship to Taylor Swift songs which was surprisingly difficult. Yeah. I didn't I also was doing this last night at like eight o'clock when I was at the gym because Nicole I don't know when you added these questions, but you did not alert me to their creation. So I didn't have a lot of time. And I was at the gym last night and I saw them and I was like um making a list and like just scrolling through Taylor Swift's discography and usually I don't see a lot of people I know at the gym but there were a lot of people that I like work with or swim with at the gym last night and I was like if anyone comes over right now like a character of myself one of which was your brother (laughs) I was like don't see me don't see me don't see me oh my god Max was at the gym he was oh wow good for him you go yeah. he like walked behind me in the mirror and I probably wouldn't notice if it wasn't for his hair and yeah. I was like wait know that person yes these are I'd be curious I, I don't know how many of our listeners are also big Taylor Swift fans but I we we made these up pretty quickly I, d- I didn't put the questions in until eight o'clock last night which is okay so getting your getting (laughs) yeah it's my fault um but i i'd be curious if people have 
better answers than what we have as well. We're going to say our answers, but um, normally I don't want any negative feedback on this podcast. If you have a strong feeling about this, I want to see the debate. I want to hear it. Yes. We love to talk about Taylor Swift. In this house, we stand Taylor Allison Swift on this podcast. please, Please send us a message with your opinions because I am curious and I think some of these I feel very very strongly about the song I picked for Anne but the other ones I don't necessarily feel strongly about so I don't feel strongly about the song I picked for just Anne so I'm excited to hear what you have to say okay should we start with that one then yeah maybe we'll go character by character like you say and then I'll say if I've been matching on I didn't get to most of the characters okay and we're pretty much only doing like, I, I think I have, like, I'm thinking Anne, Marilla, Matthew, Gilbert, Diana, Mrs. Rachel Lind. Okay. The, Go yeah. ahead. Okay. Anne, The Lakes. I don't know that song very well. Oh, oh no. It's, in my opinion, the right amount of, like, literary, dramatic, like, tragedy sort of for Anne I feel like if Anne was a real person and alive today she would be very into that song okay it's a bonus track so I didn't know about it for a while so I haven't heard it that much okay I actually picked a couple bonus tracks I'm I'm a big Taylor Swift bonus track stand so I know a lot of other bonus tracks it's just that that's the folklore one right yeah yeah I didn't know about that for a while Oh, nice. uh, so for Anne, I did for little Anne, Dorothea, just totally based on vibes. Yeah. And then for older Anne near the end of the book, I put never grow up because I just feel like that was her. Oh, yeah. How she kind of felt about things like some of the uh, lyrics in that song yeah. could match up pretty well to how Anne was feeling about growing up and leaving and about how Marilla was feeling about Anne growing up and leaving. Yeah. No, I like those answers. Not as much as I like my answer, but I like <laughs> I'll listen to it today. Um, okay. So we've got Anne. Um, Mrs. Rachel Lind. We'll, we'll throw a throw a fast one. Did you do her? <laughs> I did. I have. You need to calm down. Oh, you need to calm down. That's a really good one. I might like like that one better than. Um, the one I picked. I picked the one um, that Taylor Swift always gets. Oh, gosh, I'm blanking on the name. Always gets the um, hate over because it's uh, maybe perhaps a little bit misogynistic. Um, oh, better than revenge. Better than revenge. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that. this is giving me Rachel Lynn's um, bad girl boss vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um okay how about Matthew I just have a like album vibe for Matthew I don't have a song for Matthew but I have I did some character relationships so I have a Anne and Matthew song okay maybe we'll do the characters first and then we'll do character relationships um so my album vibe is her self-titled debut album I don't know I feel like the sort of twangy country um sort of tear not teardrops on my guitar necessarily but some of the other songs on that album kind of give me like Matthew like born and raised in the home and rural PEI sort of vibes um okay um Marilla I had a hard time with Marilla so did I so my answer isn't great I was just thinking about how we were saying um, the quiet, maybe kind of undercover girl boss of the series is actually Marilla. Yeah. Uh, and now she is going to be running a household without, like, there being a man of the house. So I put the man. Oh, that's pretty good. I like that one. I was thinking, so the... I was thinking one of the bonus tracks on folklore, and I think it's time to go. But literally just, like, I I don't think the content of that song necessarily makes sense, but sort of the 
I don't know the the vibe of it in terms of um like so Marua as we know has some sort of past that has some tragedy and love that didn't work out and all of that uh, but I feel like she's also very practical in those things and I feel like the sort of quiet resignation of that not of that um it's time to go bonus track reminded me of that like she <laughs> i don't know this song either oh my gosh you're gonna have it's to listen time to... to go uh i think it's called it's time to go i it, that might just be all because i was thinking a different bonus track which is i believe an evermore bonus track and it's called right where you left me Oh, no, sorry. It's an Evermore bonus track, too, but it's the other bonus track. It's time to go. Nicole, I don't think that's a song. Let me take a look. It might be called something different, but it's... uh, I was just looking at it. Come on, show album. You're saying it's Evermore. Yeah, it's time to go. Bonus track number it's seventeen, right go. after "Right Where You Left Me." I know my Taylor Swift. I don't. I've, I'm <laughs> sure I do know this song, but right now, I have no memory of it. Ah, uh, no, it's number seventeen. You should also listen to it. It's. Very- I'm sure I have listened to it. I've actually listened to it Evermore a lot. We look at the lyrics quickly. I, I don't think the lyrics necessarily work, but the vibe of the song, you need to... No, but I might remember it if I look at okay. the lyrics. Oh, yes, I oh, I know this song. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that one works too. Okay, good. I'm happy, I'm happy you like my song choice. <laughs> I was thinking either one of the bonus tracks, but I feel like right where you left me, like, works a little more thematic like like with the lyrics but it's too bitter for marilla i feel like marilla's made her peace with things and it's time to go has made their peace with things you're right yeah i agree looking like a bad taylor swift fan (laughs) sorry i'm picking obscure songs no i did know the second one the lakes i know i just i've only listened to it like maybe like five times um okay so let's do diana berry next i don't have one for diana yeah although you did an album i did an album i think it's bad though i don't think think it's bad i don't think the album is bad i don't think i don't think there's much that taylor swift i i i don't feel like taylor swift works like has many songs that necessarily remind me of the character diana so i was thinking i don't even know can i guess which ones yeah was it either Speak Now or 1989? I was Speak Now. Mm. That was my first thought. Yeah. But I, I can't really say much other than, it, I don't know. It Kind of same with Matthew. It just gave me the vibes. Don't know why. It just gave me the vibes. I agree with that. Um, it's okay to go off of vibes sometimes. Yeah. Um, I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot about Gilbert Blythe. So I don't have one right off the top of my head. But do you have a song for Gilbert? I do not. I have an Anne and Gilbert song, though. Yes. Uh, we'll do the relationships. I'll, I'll think a little bit about whether I have one for Gilbert, but we'll do the relationships now. Okay. In this part, I might cut out, but I did put um, 15 for Prissy Andrews. And then for Mr. Phillips, I was between a few. Oh, okay. I I feel like 15 works for Prissy Andrews. Even though she's sick. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the overall message. All right. So some relationship songs. For Anne and Diana, I did Long Live. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. That's a good. Yes. And this is the one I was looking lyrics up for before we started recording. Um, like I had the time in my life fighting dragons with you. Long live all the magic we made, just like stuff like that. Yeah, thought that kind of summed up their friendship as children. I don't know how much it will going forward. Yeah, yeah. And then Anne in Matthew, I did the best day. That's pretty good. I like that. 
And then my last one, Annie Gilbert. I did. I forgot that you existed. <laughs> That's also pretty good. That's also pretty good. Um, I was thinking Anna Gilbert. The first thing that came to my mind, um, like I, I didn't think about this in very, very long. But the first one that came to my mind when you said you had done a relationship song for Anna Gilbert was um, Back to December. Okay, that's a good one too for uh, a little farther on. Okay, so the last thing I wanted to do, and I did not prepare you for this. Okay. I didn't want you to be prepared for it. Um, I wanted to do character word association with you. Oh, no. So I'm going to say character name, and you're just going to say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Be something you associate with them. It could be a word to describe them. Okay. All right. I want to write these down, though. So let's start with Anne. Dramatic. Okay. Not in a bad way, but dramatic. Matthew. Sweet. Marilla. Kind. Sorry, these aren't very fun. No, that's fine. They're interesting. (laughs) Mrs. Rachel and... Girl boss. Oh, God. (laughs) Gilbert. Boat. Diana. Sorry, I know what I'm supposed to think about it this long. Um, oh my gosh. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is black hair. To be okay. Honest. Ruby. Cry. <laughs> Ruby. <laughs> Josie Pie. Mean. Mr. Phillips. Can I say the word? <laughs> Probably not. I don't know what you're going to say. But I will try to come up with another one. Um, a more family-friendly one. Uh, creepy. Okay. Miss Stacy. I'm going to go with young, but that I don't think that that was the first word that came to mind, but it's not. I think I got the important people. Would you agree? Yeah, I would say so. So some of these characters, I'm assuming, will be back in book two. I don't remember. So we can check in after book two. Yes. Yes, we will see. Can't believe the first word that came to mind for Gilbert was boat. <laughs> I think that's my favorite. <laughs> I don't know. I maybe maybe I have to maybe I have to agree with um was it Abigail? Maybe the boat scene was the best. It seems to have stuck into my subconscious in some way. But it is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. That I guess with that, that wraps up our episode. Thank you for everybody who has listened through our journey doing the first book. Um, we really, really appreciate it. We really appreciate all your comments and all your support. Um, we're excited to get to do the second book. Um, but before that, I think we're going to try to do some sort of media. Um, so if you have suggestions, probably it won't work because this episode probably won't be out quick enough for people. But maybe. Sorry, I'm, I'm ranting too much. Um but we, we'd just like to say a big thank you for to everybody, and uh, we hope you continue to enjoy the podcast, and um, we will be back. Yes. Second book at some point. Yes, thank you so much. When we started it, we didn't expect to get really anyone listening, so we really appreciate the yes. people who listen every week. And who've emailed us and commented on things. It always makes me so happy when I see we have notifications. Yes, yes. And I mean, big thank you to the Call Me Cordelia podcast. Yes, a lot of our listeners who listen every week came from there. Yeah, yeah. So that was um, very, very kind of them to shout us out um, at the beginning. So, yeah, awesome. Great. We've, We've done it, Alicia. You're not going to do our outro. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you would like to get in contact with us, uh, you can head over to our Instagram at Gals of Green Gables. 
um, also to see Peyton's memes, which I highly recommend you check out. And um, you can also reach us through email at galsofgreencablespod at gmail.com. Uh, we love to hear from you and we will see you sometime soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.